Hello everyone and welcome back to season two of Lil T's Big Interviews. I am Tess Eggison and today I will be interviewing an accomplished author, artist, graphic designer, and executive who also happens to be a witch, Mrs. Misty Bell Styers. Hello, Tess. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Shall we get started? Oh, let's do. So, wonderful. So you are a very well-known creative director. Can you tell us what that means? Sure. So that means that I have had a career helping design teams solve business problems through um, mostly digital products and digital designs. So my job is to kind of understand what the business problem was and understand the client and then be able to translate that into a direction that the designers and the copywriters could come up with a, an experience that solved the business problem and made the clients happy. Interesting. So what I'm understanding is that you are a leader. I try. I try real hard. <laughs> and as an executive and leader, how do you make sure everyone's voice is heard? Oh, well, I think sometimes it means that I have to dissenter myself. So I have to make sure that I'm not taking up as much space as I normally take up. I'm a kind of person that I'll take up as much space as you give me. And I will talk as much as you leave space for me to talk. And as a leader, my job is to actually manage the energy of the room and make sure that the people who are louder and maybe more comfortable speaking up are being are able to like give space to the people who maybe aren't. And one of the things too is to provide people with multiple ways to communicate. So not everyone is a great creative communicator around a table with words. Sometimes they need to be able to sketch on a whiteboard or sketch in front of them. Sometimes they feel more comfortable sending an email after the meeting. So it's just about trying to figure out how everybody can be their best selves and balancing that so everybody's ideas are heard. Interesting. So currently your job is about inclusive design. What does that it mean? Is. So that means that my job is to make sure that the design teams I work with, when they make their products, not only have an inclusive culture, which means they're doing what I was talking about, they're respecting each other, they're giving each other space to be their best selves, but also that what they're designing is inclusive. So we're talking about sort of thinking about who are we designing for and who are we leaving out and how can we create a design where no matter who you are, where you come from, you feel welcome there. Mm -hmm. And you have also written a memoir called Witch Please about being part of Wicca. What is Wicca for people who don't know? Sure. It's a earth-based religion where people celebrate and the holidays are tied to natural occurrences. So equinoxes and solstices and cross-quarter days, the sort of halfway points between those things in the year. Mm -hmm. And they find they find all sorts of sort of gods and goddesses and energies to honor. Um, it's very varied. It differs from witch to witch to witch to witch. Um, some people don't even call themselves witch. They just call themselves Wicca. But it really is a way of living that is intentional and understanding that the actions that you take are in following the footsteps of the people who came before you and are going to sort of clear the way for the people that come behind you. Mm -hmm. And how do you think Wicca prepares you for all the important jobs you do, like vice president for Citibank or an author 
or a mom? Yeah, well, I think that being present in the moment and being intentional about what I do is something that because it's part of my spiritual practice and it, because it's something that I'm trying to be really aware of and be honoring my, the gift of my life with that, it helps me be a better leader. It helps me listen when people have something to say. It helps me um, understand when maybe someone's energy is just a little bit off or maybe they're having a little bit of a hard day or maybe they're really excited and you know they aren't quite mentioning it. Like being able to be present with someone, you notice those little things. And I think that goes with being a mom too, honestly, is that the, as hard as it is, and I'm not, I'm not very good at it still, but as hard as it is to be present all the time in that moment is the better your relationship can be. And the more time you have to really be with someone and not be like worried about, you know, the, the day that happened beforehand or worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, but like just appreciate the moment that I'm given that's in front of me. Yeah. And I think that that, I hope that that helps me be a good mom. Yeah. And I have read a very interesting excerpt from your book about magic. What is magic for you? Oh, magic is being able to recognize the wonder that surrounds us in the world. And I think that has a lot to do with being present too. That it's, it's being able to be grateful and appreciative the small things um it's everything from you know being able to when you take a walk and and you know how sometimes when you're walking in the fall like a leaf falls just perfectly in front of you mm -hmm. and you get to see it mid mid fall before it hits the ground i think that can be magic i think the idea of being able to sit with um yourself and remind yourself that you know, you have the power of the universe inside of you and that you can take whatever challenge is in front of you. You know, that feeling can be magic. Even the idea of, you know, I make my kids dinner and when I make them dinner, I try to think about the fact that I want the food that I make them to be nourishing and to make them feel loved and safe and cared for. Mm -hmm. And that's my own sort of version of a spell. That's magic to me too. Wow. And you have also written about finding your magic. What do you mean by that? I think that sometimes in all of the rush of days and in the sort of pressure of, you know, homework and normal work and chores and all of that, we sort of, we stop looking for the magic. And I think we forget that we're part of a really amazing world. and even though sometimes it feels a little bit like it's falling apart. <laughs> um, it's still a really beautiful place. And I think we don't stop to really appreciate that and be in the moment enough. Um, and I think when you start to kind of try to find the magic, like there's a, a great Roald Dahl quote that says, people who don't seek magic will never find it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's true. That, you know, if you, I, I tell my friends, like just try to find one magical moment every day and stop and appreciate it or write it down. The more you do that, the more you find moments that feel like magic to you. And, you know, being able to think about, you know, when you make dinner or like when you're doing chores, like when I'm picking up the house and I've asked someone to pick up their socks 6,000 times, like I have to remind myself that, you know, those socks are there because I'm lucky enough to have a home. 
and I have a child who won't put their socks away. But what a gift that is. What a gift, what a magical thing that I get to be in this home with these people in this moment. And, you know, I'm not perfect at that. Like, I will complain. Um, I will forget that in the middle of a chore. But I think the more that I try to find those moments of gratitude for the beauty of the world around me, um, the more I feel like my world is filled with magic. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I learned that there is a holiday this week that in, that is important to you. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, it's Imbolc. So it's a it's an old um, holiday. It, it was Gaelic a long time ago, and really what it is is it's the exact midpoint between winter solstice and the summer equinox. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the wheel of the year is that when the darkness comes, you don't fear it. And that means like when the light of day starts to become fewer hours and the night becomes more hours, it's a gift for you to rest and rejuvenate and sort of imagine what you want to do, to make plans, to sort of dream, to come up with all of the things that you would like to be and do in the world. And Imbolc is a point in time where it starts to be that the daylight is noticeably longer. So in winter solstice, when the daylight comes, it's like in seconds and minutes, you know, but this, this moment in time, it starts to tip where we start to notice that in the morning it's brighter outside. And we start to notice that we're having dinner now and the light, you know, the sun is still out. And when we do that, this holiday is supposed to kind of have us pause and say, okay, now is the time of year for us to start sowing the seeds of all those dreams and plans that we had earlier. It's a moment to recognize the lights coming back and that, you know, the, the flowers, the crocuses, this time of year start to sort of peek through the snow. And it's just an opportunity to say, okay, like it's possible to make all of my plans happen. I've been thinking about them. I've been, you know, writing them down. I've been like, what can I do? I've been reading about things. And now is the time for me to start taking steps to make them real. And as the light grows, the more steps I take, then in the fall, I get to harvest all of the hard work I put in. And I get to celebrate that I so long ago had all of these plans in the darkness. And now in the light, I get to reap reward in the harvest of all my hard work. So this is where that all begins, that little seed that you plant. You do just one thing that helps you go on the way to making your goals come true. Yeah. And you are obviously a very creative and awesome person. So how do you express your creativity and joy in everyday life? When I get the chance, when I get the chance, um, I paint. But that takes time and space, and I don't have a lot of that. So um, every day, I cook. I think that that's probably the way that I express my joy, is even on hard days, I'll like make dinner, or I'll make a little dessert, and I'll come up with a new recipe or something, mm-hmm. and I'll make my family dinner. And that brings me joy. And it's something that I do every day in some way, like some form, I'll be making something in the kitchen and it makes me happy. 
I think the other things are like little things. Like I dye my hair purple. It makes me outrageously happy. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? Even when it's a bad hair day, it's a purple hair day. So it can only be so bad. Um, I like painting my fingernails all different colors. I never have them all the same color. Um, I try to do like fun, silly things to remind myself that it's okay to be silly and joyful. Because sometimes when you think about when I do all of the things I do, like when I go to work and when I'm trying to take care of my home and I'm doing all those things, I have a tendency to forget um, yeah. that it's okay to be magical and silly and different and strange. And that brings me joy. Yeah. And as a writer, what advice would you give to aspiring authors? Write every day. Every day. Don't feel like you have to write a book. Don't feel like you have to write a whole page. Just write something every day. Because what you'll find is it's like a muscle like anything else. It's just like being a good basketball player. Like It's not necessarily a talent that only some people have. It's just a muscle some people use all the time. And the more you write, the better you get at it. And I would say, so write every day and read. Read so much, read all of the books. Read books that you don't think you're gonna like, read books that you love and then read them again. Um, because the more you read, the more you get to see all the beautiful and wonderful ways people can use words. And words build worlds. And you'll get to have this chance of like reading all these beautiful worlds and then writing something yourself. And even if it's just a few sentences a day, it gets easier and you get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sadly, our time is almost up. So do you mind if I ask you one more question? I would love it. Who was your favorite third grade teacher? I think it's oh, someone we both know. Susan Connor, hands down. Also <laughs> the only teacher who ever gave me something under a B plus. I got a C in her class, but I love her nonetheless. <laughs> of course. But thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tess. It was a joy. I hope I hope you find some magic today. I will. Um have a great day. You too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Some of the sources include Witch Please by Mrs. Misty Bellstyers and MistyBellstyers.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back soon with another Little T's Big Interviews.